Welcome to Simple Discipleship Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Where no topic is off limits. Hey, welcome to Simple Discipleship Unfiltered. <laughs> this is... <laughs> We're unfiltered. <laughs> I didn't purposely do that. I just whacked my elbow on the chair. It's fine. Uh, I'm Diana. I'm Kendall. And I'm Ashton. Welcome. Y'all good? Good, good. You know, we've been talking about um, a really heavy topic um, on depression, uh, something that we don't don't talk about in the church because it's pretty hush hush. Um, but it kind of goes along with exactly what we were talking about last week on um, understanding our adversary, knowing how he comes in with those thoughts in our mind. Knowing how he weighs us down, we talked about, you know, what it means to be depressed is to weigh down. It doesn't only affect our mind and our will and our emotions, but it affects our physical body as well. And um, and because I lost my friend Lori last week, um, I really felt like this was a topic. And we've had people, we've had a few people write in to say, would you talk about this? So definitely it's a need inside the body um, that we need to talk about because... I think that you get, be, can become so overwhelmed, um, and I think Kendall, uh, the way you, you and Ashton both talked about, is how the enemy will make you feel like you shouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be so up here that you never feel anything like that because it's so taboo, if you will. Um, and I think that that's where we mess up as the body of Christ because there shouldn't be anything that we don't talk about. We should be unfiltered, especially in this topic, because a lot of people are dealing with it. And the only way that they're dealing with it is medicated. Not that there's anything wrong with taking medication. Don't get me wrong. But when we don't understand the adversaries coming in, how he's coming in, and we never deal with it on a spiritual level, we're never going to get past it. Right? So we can use the medication to get our get us to a place where we can at least talk about it. And get help however we need to get help and to then learn how to get rid of it. Because it's not like luggage. You don't want to keep it for your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so it's something that you can overcome just like anything else that you're going to deal with in your life. You can't overcome depression. But how do we do that? And the reason why we're talking about it is because there's such a great need. But we were talking about a lot of the patriarchs in the Old Testament who dealt with depression, and we talked about our last, last episode about King David, um, but there was also another uh, infamous king in First Kings, um, and it was when Elijah came to King Ahab and told him how much evil that he had done to the Lord, and it says that Ahab fasted and he slept in mourning clothes and he walked around depressed. And that's First Kings twenty one twenty seven. And in First Samuel, King Saul was so depressed that he sank into fits of despair and rage. And that's in First Samuel sixteen and twenty. And so, and then we know the whole book of Lamentations, which was written by Jeremiah, is what? What does Lamentations mean? Lament. And lament means? Sorrow, right? 
to to cry out to God. He he was so in so much depression and despair over the nation of Israel mm-hmm. and their disobedience to God because he had prophesied to them these things are coming and people were just so mean to him. They didn't listen at all. Now we see Jeremiah as this great prophet of God who just yeah, now but then they didn't like him at all. They're like, you know, no, you know. Um, and so he, he lamented. Lamentations means he, he became so depressed over the nation that he just lamented. And you can read that all through Lamentations. And so even Moses had a time of darkness in the wilderness and where you take millions of people because it wasn't just a few thousand. It was you know, millions. And they bring them out to the desert and when you got that many people, we find it hard to deal with the congregation of, you know, however little, you know, in the hundreds. But imagine millions of people out there in the middle of the desert just griping and complaining and belly aching. And, and here in Numbers 11, 14, and 15, Moses finally comes to the Lord and he says, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. Mm. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. So if you care anything about me, Lord, kill me right now because I'm done. I'm (laughs) done with these people. Right. (laughs) So that's a little depressed. I felt that before. Say that. (laughs) Say that. (laughs) That's that's a sign of a little bit of depression. You know what I'm saying? Just take me out. Just take me out because I don't want to deal with these people. They're on my nerves. I don't want to deal with them. And so, and we could go on, and and like we talked about Jeremiah, he got rejected and mocked and all that. But he would cry out to God, and he would say, why do I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow to end my days in shame? Why did you even let me be born? Right, right. And Jeremiah wrote what? Jeremiah 29, 11? You knew me. You knew me. He already yeah. had this revelation of you already knew me. You knew me when I was in the womb. And we use it as our as our to gird up first, yeah. right? Um, but he's like, why you even let me be born? If you're going to let all these people do all this stuff to me and all this shame come upon me because people were mean to him, then why would you even let me be born? That's depression, right? That's depression. And so... And, we know that uh, the Bible does say something about Judas Iscariot to, so that he became so overwhelmed with guilt and pain over doing wrong to the Lord that he hanged himself. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody knows what happened in the time before he did that. Right. Nobody knows about his confession or profession or whatever that he said in those moments or how, you know, how who met him there in that moment. We don't know. Um but we know that he felt great remorse for it. Then Job was despondent, of course. Job, out of everybody in the whole thing, Job had the reason to get depressed mm-hmm. because he had lost everything. He had lost seven sons, three daughters, his servants, livestock, his wealth, his physical health, to the point that he was struck with painful, dreadfully itchy sores from head to toe. And after his friends arrived to mourn, he became so depressed and he declared that he wished he had never been born too. And really, 
I mean, you could even look further into his marriage because you have his wife saying, curse God and die. Mm. And I'm from a married standpoint, it's tough when Mm. you and your spouse aren't on the same page. Because, like, technically, biblically speaking, she should have said, you know, you've got, she should have been his best encourager. But she wasn't, you know. And so to add into that, I'm sure their marriage was not okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because they're on, in that moment, they were very unequally yoked of Mm. what she believed versus what he believed. Yeah, because she she thought thought he was at blame for it. Right. Why don't you just curse God and die? Whatever you did that caused this, just curse God and die, you know. Um, So, yeah, they were not on the same page at that moment. Um, But here's the thing. I think that we sometimes forget our humanity. Mm-hmm. And in the humanity side of it, it's such an, a, a small line there between staying in our human state and rising up in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that after this commercial. Hey y'all, if you've been blessed by SDU and you feel led to give to this ministry, here are some ways you can do that. You can text GIVE to 833-576-1168. You can also go to our website at m3mi.org to the tab Sow a Seed. You can also send a check or money order by mail to P.O. Box 1318 Forney, Texas 75126. And all gifts are tax deductible. Thank you for your seed. Yeah, thank you for your seed, y'all. Thank you so much for that. Um, we're talking about depression. We're talking about um, great known people in the Bible who dealt with depression. And and there's two more that I want to talk about real quick on the interject. Um, one is Jonah. Now, when we talk about Jonah, what do you think about? The whale. The big, the big fish. <laughs> the big fish. Um. And do you know why he didn't want to go to Nineveh? Don't know. Um, Nineveh was the enemy. It wasn't his buds. It was the enemy. And God told him to go and, and preach to them so that they would change their ways so that they could be, you know, not killed. And, and he was like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to help them at all. I want them to let them perish, whatever. You know, that's his mindset. That's why when God said, I want you to go to Nineveh, he went the opposite direction. Do we ever do that? Anybody want to say yes or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I must. Yeah. So. Or I just argue with them like, you ain't talking to me, Lord. You ain't <laughs> tell me to go do that. I heard somebody else was calling. <laughs> I don't feel led to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really what he did. He was like, no, I I heard you, but I didn't hear you because <laughs> you must not be talking to me, right? So he goes the opposite direction. He ends up in the big fish, which is, you know, same as Jesus being in the tomb for those three days and mm. all that. So, um, so once he got spit out, then what did he do? He went and did what the Lord said to do. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we find ourselves, if we had just went and done what God had said, we wouldn't have got swallowed up in this. And so that's a whole other story for another day. But I think that it says a lot of his mindset is that he became 
so depressed because he was in disobedience to God. So there is a way that he opened a door to that, right? But then we have one of the greatest stories in all of Scripture um, of a man who faced depression, like serious depression, of course, would have to be Elijah. And it just blows my mind to think that Elijah could ever go through depression. But he went through some of the biggest things of it. I mean, because here he had this tremendous battle on Mount Carmel and defeated all of these prophets of Baal. I mean, didn't just defeat them. The fire falls down from heaven and they're defeated. And then he goes, cuts off all their heads, right? I mean, it's it, 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 a huge, huge thing that happened in Scripture. Um, but then he gets word that Jezebel's coming after him. And so what does he do? He runs. He runs. And where does <laughs> he, he run to? The cave. Runs to the caves. And, and, and he gets into the caves and then what does he tell the Lord? That not it that he just wanted to die? Yeah. I, he just wanted to die. Mm-hmm. You just called fire down from heaven. Mm-hmm. But Elijah didn't know what he's dealing with is not only the physical person of Jezebel, but the spirit of Jezebel, yeah. which then just weighted him down and depressed him to a point, no matter what I just did through the power of God to show God so mighty that God was just doing these miraculous things in and through him, no matter what I just accomplished, no matter what you just used me to do, I just want to die because she wants to kill me. Now to us, it's like, what? How do you let that woman have that much control over you? That's because he he got away from what God was doing with him and began to operate in the flesh. And when the spirit of that hit him, it took him down that quick. Ever dealt with the spirit of Jezebel? Any of you? Yeah, girl. Oh, girl. We're going to talk about her. We ain't talking about today. But it was enough that she... She too much. (laughs) But... But it was enough to take this big, mighty man of God and put him in a cave, running for his life, that he just wanted to die. Not, God help me out of this situation, not none of this, I just want to die. To where God had to send angels to actually feed him and give him water and all that, because he literally just wanted to die in that cave. So look, no matter what you're going through... No matter what you're feeling right now, it's because you're trying to deal with this spiritual issue of depression in a natural way, right? And you can't, you can't just do it that way. You know what I think is so not talked about in the church like, yes, we know the scripture, but the fact that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. No. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've said it a thousand times here lately, but yeah. it is against principalities and powers. And and I don't know if it's like we as a church of like, we just skim over that. Like, 
to make us feel good of, oh, it's not about you and me. It's not, like, I'm not fighting you, Diana. I'm not fighting you, Ashley. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even really that. Like, I think more we have a, a battle with ourselves. Like you said, mm-hmm. like, it's the own, it's our own issues that we think, we begin to think something's wrong with us to, to the point that we do turn to medication. We do turn to other things that we shouldn't turn to, to make us feel better or some relief, you know, when, if we would just remind ourselves, this isn't a physical battle we're fighting. Could there be things that are physically happening to our body? Yes. But probably nine times out of 10, those things are caused by something spiritually that's going on. Right. Um, and again, not a, not a common topic, not something that's a, a popular thing to talk about. Rather, it's more so just skimmed over. But if we could come to that understanding that stop trying to find the physical thing, or a lot of times we'll, we'll say it's we're, we don't have physical weapons to fight with is kind of what we use that scripture mm-hmm. to say. True. But at the end of the day, this goes for all of our life. Like it, it's n- most of the time not just going to be a physical battle we're facing. And that's that's the point where we have to go past our our carnal minds to say, Lord, what is the bigger picture here mm-hmm. that we can't rely upon ourselves to understand it? Cause it's not, it's not of us. It's not of this natural realm that we live in. It's not something that we're, we're just, you know, just, it comes by naturally to understand. We have to go to the Lord and say, what can you see that I cannot see yeah. here? Yeah. Is it me? Is it this thing that's going on? Is it this person in my life? Is it this situ- What, what, what did I allow in? What did I, what generationally did, did yeah, pass through the that. line that I didn't know about? You know, what is going on and how can we get to the bottom of this? And I guarantee you the Lord in that very moment when you say, Lord, I don't know. So show me, he will begin to show you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it probably will be a supernatural spiritual thing that's going on. That's causing physical manifestations in your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is kind of what I was taking from it and I, I love that we can do this and I hope y'all know we listen back to these two and really hold I on to these things I don't <laughs> I do I, I don't like my voice but <laughs> um but talking about this I remember that I got some news about my son and I know that that these these pastors and these leaders meant well with what they were trying to teach me but they said you know well just look at Job Look, it it cannot get that bad. So just look at Job and and just know you have hope. And so I know the place that they were coming from, and I'm sure you can reference a lot of people in in everyone that you brought up. But to me, it was like, okay, you're right. Look at Job. It could be so much worse. And that's how the enemy wants to come in. He wants to come in and tell you it could be so much worse. So why are you whining? Why are you complaining? Why, you know, and and these stories are encouragement. Like Kendall and I had said, it is encouraging to hear that King David went through this and then he overcame because all of these stories have that moment where the Lord overcame and knowledge is power. And so what I'm telling is you is now you have knowledge of what the enemy is going to do when you hear this. And now you have knowledge of what the enemy is going to try to use against you. Like, is it as bad as Job? Is it as bad as Elijah? Is it as bad as Jonah? Is it as bad as all of these people? No, it's it. It may seem like it's not, but to you it is. But it, it is your big fish. It is your yes. Jezebel. It is your your moments where the enemy is coming. So now you have that knowledge and use it. Use it and say, no, enemy. It may not look that bad. Yes. It may not sound that bad, but it is that bad for me. Yeah. And you're not going to do that to me today. That's right. I rebuke you, you now. Don't have to sit in that. Like you don't. You don't. You you don't have to wait for the worst to come yeah. for you to to get out. Like yeah. you don't, you don't have to do that. And I don't, again, I don't know why as a church we have allowed the church to become just this like 
nursing home. Like oh, where we just yeah. sit in, in our oh, mess, we sit in our depression, we sit in our anxiety, we sit in our brokenness, physical brokenness, spiritual brokenness, and we and we just pat each other on the shoulders and say it's going to be okay. Go. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. I can't even tell you if it's really going to be okay. But we say to each other's face, it's going to be okay. We slap a prayer on it. We go about our weeks. Mm-hmm. We come back next Sunday. How's it going? Oh, it's even worse today. Mm-hmm. Why? You got your spiritual trash bags. In Why? Because we we have mm-hmm. no idea our authority. We we don't know what the word says about us we don't know that yes david bawled and squalled and cried and moaned and groaned but at the end of the day what like you said he came back and said but i know i remember lord what you have said i remember what you Mm -hmm. have done and so we have to gird ourselves up gird each other up and realize that we do have an authority we do have a power and we do have a word that is sharper than any two-edged sword that Mm -hmm. we can divide off the things that aren't of the lord and we can edify the things that Mm -hmm. are of him in our lives so yeah we got it it's not a comparison (laughs) contest the enemy is going to compare your situation to this but the lord said no it's showing you turn to me give it to me i don't if it's not big to someone else it's big to you and me he how big it is to you it's that big to him too yes what hurts you hurts him what excites you excites him and when you get into that flow it's like you ain't fixing to compare me to nobody because yeah. this is my big fish. Yeah, this yeah. is my this this is my scary moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got goosebumps. We can feel <laughs> the spirit today. <laughs> I love it. I love that. But here's the thing: if you're in the middle of this right now, yeah, mm-hmm. let's narrow this down. If you're in the middle of this right now, you're feeling all of these emotions that we talked about. These great men of God felt, and we know that there were probably thousands more. We don't know that's not written down. Your struggle is real. Yeah. What you're dealing with is real. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that everything that you deal with in the natural is a result of a spiritual issue. Yes. Now, we don't want to say that you need deliverance because we don't use the D word, right? But, <laughs> but, but there is a deliverance that needs to come because you don't have to stay that way. The enemy comes against you in the natural to make you feel like you're overwhelmed. You're depressed. You're pressed down. You're weighed down because that's what he wants you to feel. But then when you begin to counteract him in the spirit, which means I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to begin to apply that to my life and to this particular situation, then I'm going to see a change. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm no longer going to focus on that. Right. I'm no longer going to let him weigh me down. Some of you, I see you're just buried deep in like quicksand. Mm -hmm. And you feel like I'm so chained in quicksand. And it's so got you so deep and so depressed in down in there that you don't feel like there is a way out. I just want to tell you right now, we come against that in the name of Jesus. That the spirit of God that is within you is greater than what you're going through. And if you begin to cry out to God and you begin to tell him... Father, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm feeling these feelings. I don't know what happened that opened the door for this, but I repent if I played a part in it. Yeah. And I ask you to pull me out because if you don't pull me out, I'm going to I'm gonna die right here in the yeah. middle of it. But I promise you if you'll cry out to him and ask him to start pulling you out through the Spirit, you're going to see a change. Yeah. And you're going to see that if you get into the Word and you begin to replace those negative thoughts that come with the depression – then you're going to begin to say, I've got the word of God. And I begin to, 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 just, to just pour the word of God over my situation. Mm-hmm. 
If it's depression, get some scriptures on depression. If it's anxiety, get some scriptures on anxiety. If it's, if it's an illness, if it's whatever that you're going through, that the enemy has pushed you down so far that you feel that there's not a way out, then I promise you, start getting the Word of God and applying it as a medicine over what you're going and through. And two, if you don't know yourself how to do that, find a friend. Find it. Find someone. Contact that, us. Yes. yes. Find we somebody. Have, we, have, we have a hotline. Mm-hmm. Uh, 214-600-7771. You can contact us. And one of us will make sure that we call you and, and we help you while you're in the middle of this. You don't have to do it alone. You can do it anonymously. We don't even have to know your name. We, we don't need to know who you are. All we need to know is what do we need to stand with you yeah. against? Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you we will war with you. Yeah. We're not going to get down there with you. But we're going to war with you to get you out of this because it's only through the Spirit and through the Word of God that you're going to defeat the enemy. Now, we could go on with this forever, and this has been one of our longest uh, uh, podcasts that we've had. But I need you to know, don't stay down there. And and if you are having to take medication because you're dealing with this, don't feel condemnation because right. of that. Praise God that there's a way for you you know, to deal with it right now. But I want you to know that wherever you're at and you, you are dealing with this on your own and dealing with it with this medication, know that we want to join with you in prayer. Um, and speak word and speak life over you uh, in the name of Jesus because it's that name that's above all names and I know that he will he will move on your behalf and we're going to leave you today we're going to leave you but then we're going to continue on in an, another day on this because this is so big and we're learning how to deal um, and combat the enemy in the spirit um, and we're going to talk about weapons of warfare that we do not use and one of those is the, the word of God so anyway, um, as we leave, we leave you with our motto to show some love, show some compassion, give mercy, and, and go, go be Jesus, Jesus today. Hey, SDU family. Thank you for joining us today. We do value your feedback. So if you have any questions or suggestions of topics, please feel free to reach out to our email at info at m3mi.org or reach out to us via text or call to our SDU hotline. The number is 214-600-7771.